इफ अ चाइल्ड इज बॉर्न ब्लाइंड एंड दैट चाइल्ड ऑन ग्रोइंग अप आस्क वाई वॉज आई बॉर्न ब्लाइंड वॉट इज दस Shri Krishna has given such a simple and everyday example to bring forth the principle of transmigration of the soul also called reincarnation the soul is reincarnating life after life in different bodies this is the transmigration that is taking place so somebody may ask the logic behind this shri krishna says look every morning you get up you put off the old clothes and don new clothes you don't change your clothes have changed you are still the same person similarly the soul too is residing in this body which is like a garment and when the garment is unfit to house the soul any further it has become too dysfunctional uninhabitable the soul then discards this garment of the body by the will of god it receives another garment some people ask the proof of past life the vedant darshan gives a proof maharshi ved vyas says tanya bhilashat that newborn baby how does it learn how to drink milk the baby is so small it is not amenable to being taught it can't understand anything how can the mother teach that baby that my child this is how you need to drink milk but because the soul has drunk the mother's milk innumerable times in innumerable lifetimes so the moment the mother puts her breast in the baby's mouth the baby immediately realizes and starts drinking vedvyas has given this as a proof of past life the nyay darshan gives another proof it says jatasya harsha shoka bhaya sampratipatah take a look at a little child a few months old child without reason it becomes fearful without reason it becomes joyous without reason it starts crying what is happening nyay darshan says it is not yet fully forgotten the past life there are residual memories 
that are causing the shifting moods of the child. But then the stamp of this life falls so strongly that the child forgets even those residual memories. Bida, I am your father. Say Papa. Papa. Naturally, it's forgetting out everything else. So, Sri Krishna has given this logic for reincarnation. Swami Dayanand Saraswati, the founder of Arya Samaj, he gave this logic. He said, if a child is born blind, and that child on growing up asks, why was I born blind? What is the answer? You did something bad, but if this is my only life, how come I was born blind? And if you say it was the will of God, God is extremely compassionate. Why should God will somebody to be blind and somebody to have eyes? The only logical answer is, it is because of the karmas of past lives. Whatever you do, good or bad, there is somebody noting and he is going to give the results. So, those past life karmas are manifesting in our different abilities. When I was growing up, when I was an eight-year-old, there was a little girl in our neighborhood. She was about five years and her mother was a friend of my mother. Her mother would tell my mother that my child sits and reads the namaz. Born in the Hindu household at the age of five without any exposure to Mohammedan customs, she sits in that Vajrasana and placing her hands like this reads the namaz. She would say, I do not encourage her. I don't wish her to remember too much. One year later, I asked my mother and she said her friend has told her that the daughter has now forgotten. There have been innumerable instances of people remembering their past lives all around the world in all cultures. Now, these are all exceptions to the rule. The rule is that we forget. You see, the process of death is such that a whole lot of impressions in our memory bank are wiped out by the pain of death. And then the pain of rebirth is even more than the pain of death for the baby. A whole lot of more impressions are wiped out and yet a few residual memories do remain with that little baby. But as an exception, a few people remember, thereby giving us yet another reason to believe that world and life are not irrational and illogical. Whatever we do stays with us. We have the opportunity to build our destiny and grow to the highest perfection from lifetime to lifetime. And that is why we should be optimistic, we should be cheerful, keeping our faith 
in this concept of rebirth. In the 19th century, there was a German philosopher called Schopenhauer. He said, if an Asiatic were to ask me the definition of Europe, I would say it is that part of the globe which is suffering from the delusion that this life is our first entry into existence and there is no life after death. Alright, so in the eastern part of the world, reincarnation has invariably been accepted. It is a principle in Hinduism, in Sikhism, in Jainism, in a particular form in Buddhism as well. But you will be surprised to know if you do a study of world religions that many of the early Christians also believed in reincarnation. The Bible talks about John the Baptist being Elijah the prophet come back. Many of the Sufi saints believe in reincarnation. The great philosopher Plato in Greece, he believed that those who are blind followers of social traditions will in their next life become bees and ants. Those who are very cruel will become foxes and wolves. Those who are attached to gluttony will become pigs and hogs. So many of the Western thinkers have believed in reincarnation. It is said that many of the Christians in early Christianity believed in it. However, in, I believe it was the 6th century, that a council took place, or maybe it was the 1st century, a council took place and it was unanimously decided that reincarnation is after this considered heresy. Many people feel this decision was made to enhance the power of the Roman Catholic Church because if there is an afterlife, then you can make up for things in future lives. But if there is no afterlife, then this life is so important that based on it, you will go to heaven or hell forever. And it is the priests who are giving those papers and absolving you of sins. They become very powerful. So many people feel that this decision by the Roman Catholic Church to consider reincarnation as a heresy was made just to enhance their power. Nevertheless, although the Bible does not make specific mention of it, there is a place where Jesus is talking to a rabbi called Nebuchadnezzar. And he talks about afterlife. And the rabbi says, is there life after life? And Jesus says, when you don't believe when I tell you things of this world, how will you believe when I tell you things of the other world? So many concepts were not revealed by the great prophets because the people to whom they were teaching were not prepared 
to understand and believe in them. The teacher may be a PhD, but if he is teaching to grade one students, he will teach two plus two is equal to four. So this concept of reincarnation is extremely, it's, it's a very commonly accepted principle of Hinduism and slowly, slowly, it is gaining acceptance around the world as well. In fact, it's one of the fundamental beliefs amongst 27% of the world population, which makes it very popular. So when I went around asking people, I asked a friend of mine who's very well read. Uh, I was told that there's something very humbling about that place, Manikarnika. And anyone who goes there realizes that, you know, this is what your all your efforts, all your goals, all your uh, journeys end with. You end on a funeral pyre, you end being cremated. Um, so my question is one, what do you think of the moment of death? And two, what do you carry beyond death? Like I know, you know, the spirituality says that you carry your karma beyond death, but there has to be some other stuff that you're taking beyond. Death is the reality of life. And it's the only thing that is certain in life. That is why they say in English, as sure as death. Mm. And life is literally dead end because we're going all going to end in death. So people are disturbed about it because they don't accept that reality. However, when the sun rises, we know it's going to set one day. And when it sets, we are not disturbed. Mm. So when we see the phenomenon of death, rather than be shocked by it or be troubled by it, we should accept it and adopt it into our worldview. That is what the Buddha did. You know, he was living in a palace in the midst of so much of luxury. And astrologers had told his parents, don't let him see life or he will become detached. So they tried to protect him. But then one day he went out walking and he saw a dead person. He said, oh, so death is a reality of life. I will die one day. And we all know he saw a sick person, an old person. So death is a fact of life. But our scriptures teach us to understand it from the perspective of knowledge. So the Bhagavad Gita says, Vasansi jirna niyatha vihaya navani grihnati naru parani. Lord Krishna says, Arjun, every day when you wake up in the morning, you take off your old clothes, have a bath, put on new clothes, but you remain the same person. Likewise, death is merely the soul changing bodies and somebody in knowledge is not disturbed by it. So if actually our body is changing in this life itself, we had the body of a little child, then a youth, then an adult. Likewise, at the time of death, we will again change bodies. So we should decide that it is not something to be disturbed about. But what are we going to carry with us? At the time of death, 
the gross body is left behind and there are two other bodies that are enveloping the soul that it carries along with it the first is karana sharir or causal body it has our sanskars our karmas of endless lifetimes and the second is the subtle body so astonishingly the mind the intellect the ego these constitute the subtle body they continue with the soul so our mind is not of one lifetime it's coming from past lives and that is why in childhood sometimes you get the feeling of deja vu oh my god i have seen this before why does this seem so familiar right so the french have this term deja vu and we have an explanation for it that the mind is continuing from the past so some of the images etc from the past are embedded in the subconscious so that is also continuing with the soul mm. um what what do you think um, what do you think your past was sir? that you that you've chosen this life now it's so interesting you ask very few people ask that question <laughs> <laughs> I don't know but I can guess. Sure. As a child, I just loved the hills. There was it was such a thrill any time I would go to the hills. And that makes me think that I was possibly somewhere in the hills. And then just share one episode when I was doing engineering after engineering I got admission into a college in Calcutta. I am that's right. So my parents used to go to a numerologist and he told them that don't let him go to Calcutta or he'll take sannyas. They said you know he doesn't look like sannyasi material to us. <laughs> so they said they let me go and <clears throat> things happened there that completely changed my perspective it did not take time at all. So it made me feel that those sanskars were there and it was all destined when the time came that switch got flipped and i just continued on the journey from there arjun had raised his concern that in the battle all these people will die shri krishna is giving him a different perspective nobody is born and nobody dies they are all eternal so when we say the soul is eternal somebody can question then what about death at the time of death we cease to be he is saying no arjun take a look at life itself if you see your family album there's a newborn baby Swamiji that is me then there is a 2 year old Swamiji that is also me and then there is an 8 year old that is also me in the short pants and that young adult getting married is also me 
and this middle-aged person, that is also me. But how come the bodies are completely different? How can you say, this is me, this is me, this is me? No, 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 no. In through all these bodies, there is a connection. The soul is remaining the same. Similarly, Sri Krishna says, Arjun, at the time of death as well, the soul changes the body. Where is that body, the newborn body? Gone. But you are not gone. Where is that two years old's body? That's also gone. Medical science will tell you that your cells have a life of seven years and then they die away. New cells take their place. In the space of seven years, your whole body is changed. And the molecules inside the cell, they are changing even faster. Some scientists estimate that in one year, 98% of your molecules change. And yet you don't change. So similarly, like you have changed so many bodies in this lifetime, Arjun, at the time of death as well, you will merely change the body. This body will be left behind. You will get a new one. One who is in knowledge, he says, is not deluded by their own death or the death of others.